Asap Patel. This is episode number 57. We are back on the podcast discussion and we will be doing these podcast discussions every single day that you've been following us on this journey. So thank you so much for being with us on this journey. Today's discussion is about the 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 popular app that's actually getting way more popular than before is Clubhouse. If you are if you have not heard about it, it is a app where you do live sessions with audio only and just your picture, kind of like Zoom, but without turning on the video option. And it's similar to some might say it's similar to podcasting. Myself and Asa Patel do not really have much experience, actually any experience at all on TikTok, but uh, Chima here has hosted some sessions uh, with other people on there. So Chima, would you like to open it up and let us know how has your experience been with, t- with Clubhouse and what do you think uh, in terms of recommendations and moving forward? Sure. Yeah. Um, for the audience that is not aware Clubhouse, as Ruffy kind of mentioned briefly, is an app that has been getting a little bit of spotlight recently in the last couple months. Uh, Essentially, the way I describe this to anyone that I invite is imagine you're at a big wedding and you have a bunch of tables there and at each table, there's a different conversation going on, right? Now you're at a table and the conversation is really good. And you're like, man, Asad Patel would really like this conversation, but he's sitting at a table at the other end of the hall. I'm going to go grab him, get him a chair. And he can sit at this table and contribute to the discussion or just listen if he wants. That is what Clubhouse is in app form, right? It's literally discussions that are happening that you can listen in on, contribute, that kind of thing. Now, I will say some of the coolest clubhouse rooms I've been in have been similar to podcasts, right? Like one of the, they, we had, uh, they have a show, there's this show called the good time show, which is essentially like a podcast that's on clubhouse. And they had Mr. Beast on, they had Colin Samir, they had Elon Musk, they had a few different people on, but it's just an interview show, right? Those are pretty cool. Um, and, and so those seem like just attention plays to get people onto the platform, during those times when people are, were on those platform, were on Clubhouse, like Clubhouse actually crashed a few times because it couldn't handle the capacity of the people coming onto the platform. Now, the other things that's really cool is like there's a lot of podcasting rooms. And so I, I try to listen to the podcasting rooms when I get a chance because, you know, they're sharing best practices, knowledge, wisdom, experience that they've had. Uh, and it's really cool just to listen in. And then if you have a question, you can always ask. They can raise your hand. They invite you up to the stage. You can say, hey, uh, I'm dealing with this. Uh, an example that I gave you guys the other day is that there was this podcasting room. Uh, and there are a, a few people that are pretty, pretty cool, pretty have well-established podcasts. I don't remember all their names off the top of my head, but uh, you know they had decent followings. And so they were doing this room and sharing best practices and a, a lady kind of raised her hand and had a question. So they're like, okay, why don't you ask a question? So she asked a question and it wasn't a question, right? She was like, she, she was like, uh, you know, I, I want to start a podcast. I have a name for it. I recorded a couple episodes and I sent it to my friends. And as soon as I got the first feedback, I realized it was, it was just really bad. You know, like it just wasn't good. And so I told everyone, hey, don't listen to this. Forget this. I'm going to record it again. Uh, and then, you, you know, I'll ask you to listen to it. And then she's like, but it's been 
two months now and I haven't done it. And then she, she actually started to like, it was like, she was about to cry. She was like, uh, help. You know what I mean? And so it, it was really cool seeing like, I mean, we kind of do the same thing on this podcast between the three of us, but now this is someone who's actually like a potential listener that can actually engage with us. You know what I mean? That's the cool part about it. So they gave her advice and I'll share, uh, what, uh, what the advice that they gave her was. So there was a few different things. They motivated her, encouraged her. They actually, some of the people were like, Hey, listen, you have this room and you're on stage right now. There's a hundred people listening. We want you to come back next week. And you're going to tell us on stage that you recorded your podcast, where to find it. And so she's like, Oh, you know, she signed up for like, she made a commitment at that time that she's going to get it done. Right. And that's kind of where it's pretty cool. It was like a real conversation. She was able to connect with people uh, and share her uh, dilemma. And then I'll just share that piece of advice in case um, anyone is also in the same boat. One of the things that they said was, look, tell me about the worst podcast you have ever heard. And she's like, tell me about like what makes it bad. Right. And so she thought of a podcast. She's like, yeah, there's just one podcast. It's like so bad. The audio quality, you can barely hear the guy. And it's just like, it's really, uh, you know, they're not doing a good job with that quality. And then the, the host is like, okay, so let me stop you right there. So you know exactly what to do to fix that podcast to make it better. Yet you're over here with zero podcasts and they're over there posting one podcast every week. Right? So it's like, the fear of getting started is holding back a lot of people, but it's like you, if you're listening to podcasts, if you're actively engaged, you already know what to do. Right. And so you just actually got to start doing So That was a piece of advice that they gave her. Um, a lot of people say, actually, I'm going to give this back to you guys. Cause I've been talking for a long time. I, I hate when I ramble on for this long, but a lot of people say, I'm going to give it back to you after this. A lot of people say that clubhouse is like podcasting. Um, I, I don't think it's like podcasting. There are rooms that are like podcasting. I don't think the app necessarily is like podcasting in general, right? So in the same way where some conversations are like podcasts, like me and Ruffy and maybe someone else can sit down and the way we'll have a conversation seems like a podcast, but it's actually just a conversation in that way. Clubhouse is like a podcast, I would say. All right. Back to you guys. So, so Clubhouse seems like what they've done is they strip the recording part, they strip the video part, they strip the you know open interface part, and all they gave you is you know you can you can talk, and, you know. Uh, but but I do have one question: uh, sure. Is there like I guess a moderator who moderates who can talk and who can't talk? Yeah. So each room. So you can create a room, right? Now, uh, when you open up the app by default, based on your interests and the people you follow, there's going to be a few recommendations or rooms. Now, in those rooms, they'll have a moderator. Some that are like smaller, usually will just invite everyone to speak and you can speak whenever you want. But if it's a bigger room, it'll be like maybe one or two, three, four, up to maybe like 10 people that are uh, on stage, usually a few moderators. Yeah, yeah. And usually there's a few moderators uh, who are able to kind of bring people up to stage and uh, send them back. Uh, and so what they'll do is like, you can either just join the room and listen, or you can raise your hand. 
there's no option to text. There's no text mm. availability. So like so they, so you literally can only the texting ability do. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, I think that's another point that um, I kind of went on a Twitter rant on this, but like when I joined Twitter, like a week ago, for those of you that don't know, like I was on Twitter back in like in high school. So from like 2014 to 2018 and then like 2017 ish, 2018, sorry, I, I wasn't in high school in 2018. So 2010 to 2014. Um, I was on yeah, Twitter was on that time. when he was in school. Yeah. So I was on Twitter at that time, but then when I transitioned to college, uh, I really, during my second year, I stripped down of all my social media. So I think 2016-ish, I got rid of, I deleted my Facebook uh, from scratch, right? I deleted my Instagram, I deleted my Twitter. Those are the three platforms I was on. And for four months, I was just on nothing. I go back, those were the best four months of my life. But, you know, you have to be on some of these platforms, especially if you're doing stuff like this. Like, it's kind of like a thing that you have. It's, it's not necessary, I don't think, but it's, it's good to be on. Now, regardless, back to the point, I left Twitter and I came back last week. And to my surprise, it was really confusing. There were so many options and the people that I wasn't even following, they're showing up in my feed. Like I'm getting random tweets and then I'm getting ads in the middle too. It was just like, it was very clustered. And so my big thesis, it's not really mine. I probably heard it from somewhere. So like what I believe is this, that if you want to create a product in today's day and age that will do well, that will convince people to leave their platforms to go to that one, you have to strip it down to just one thing, right? BlackBerry did this when, when they released uh, their first BlackBerry thing. It was, we just do email. Like it wasn't even a phone at that time. Right, they just got good at email, and that's kind of when they picked up that market share. Now, same thing with TikTok. Like they just do like short videos, and I'm not on TikTok, but my understanding of how it works is that it's a lot simpler, and there's not as many options as Instagram, right? And so, same thing with Clubhouse. It's literally there's literally only one option. You can or two options, or you can listen, or you can talk, right? And so, uh, it really makes the user experience very simple. Now, the opportunity Twitter uh, or Clubhouse has, and uh, what I'm interested to see play out is that it's getting saturated. Like a lot of people are starting to create rooms and it's becoming very hard to find out which room is actually good. When you were first on Clubhouse, like in January, when it was kind of starting to pop, it was like all the rooms were actually, it was still novel. You know what I mean? It was like, oh man, like I'll join this room. Like, what's this about? What's this about? And then, you know, you just hear these different conversations, but now it's getting to the point where it's like, okay, I don't know what's actually good. And so I'm not going to click on random rooms because I don't have a description. I don't know what I'm signing up for. It's just a title. You know what I mean? So I think there's, there's opportunity there. Uh, but yeah, any, any other questions, anything else, any other thoughts on Clubhouse? Ruffy, do you want to, you have any questions? No, oh, I actually did not. Because he can't use it. Yeah, I think Ruffy went to sleep in there for a little bit. Yeah, I was actually like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So me and Ruffy, we're both Android people. So we can't even use Clubhouse. Yeah, and I mean, I was just thinking while you guys were talking, I was like, I can't really bring any, uh, any points to this because I have, like, literally, I haven't even used it on my wife's phone. So I'm not even familiar with the app, so. 
Well, you don't have to bring points. Is there any questions you have or anything you want to just touch on in general? No, no. That's what I'm saying. His question is, why won't why won't you guys let us Android people use it? Why is it so exclusive? Actually, it is. When I when I looked it up, they said it's coming on Android soon. It's not like I don't know how soon, but it's gonna be there apparently. Yeah, it's it's in the pipeline. I don't know exactly when it's gonna come out, but I um I think. So I I guess the question for the podcasters is is always like, is this going to be the death of podcasting, right? Like I was hoping you guys would ask that, but since you guys didn't, I'll just bring it up myself. Is this the death of podcasting? Right. Yeah. Like, is this platform going to mean bad news for podcasting or not? And I think actually it will be good for the podcasters that are able to use it right because it allows you to connect with your audience, right? Like in general, it's, it's a little bit hard to connect to the audience unless you're doing a live stream discussion. Now, similar to like what Asadbhai does, except he has a chat. Now, this allows you to actually bring someone up on stage and actually let them talk and be a part of the discussion, right? And I think that's what's powerful is that you can really get your community engaged in the discussions you're having. Uh, do I think it's the death of podcasting? Uh, no, just because the quality is not that good yet. And I don't know that it will get that good. Um, I do think it's a good way of discovering people that have something to say. So if you're a podcaster and you have something to say, you have opinions and you have uh, a voice, I do think it's a good platform to leverage to share that with the world uh, because it is a little bit easier to get discovered uh, because it is in the infancy stage uh, and it is getting harder every single day because you know people realize that, hey, if this is going to get big, I want to be on there trying to get it big. You know what I mean? So uh, those are my two cents on it. I don't think it's the death of podcasting. If anything, I think this is helping podcasting. Uh, and I think what it'll do is the people that are not in the the game for the actual game just want to talk. It gives them a little bit of a, a platform to do so. You know, like some people, they don't necessarily want to edit. They don't necessarily want the whole back end of actually starting a podcast. They don't want to figure out what to what website to put it on how to get it on apple Podcasts, like all that stuff they don't want to they don't want to deal with that right and so they just want to talk and so for those people it actually gives them a platform to do that so those are my two cents yeah i think uh one thing just came to mind is like a nonprofit organization that uh i'm we're familiar with did a thing where they had a room where people just need to log in and say the word boy for the longest or something and people were doing that and they were like donating and i think there is like two three grand or something just by having that random thing going on so i guess it could be used for other things than just speaking and kind of like podcasting yeah so that's uh that's another interesting topic you brought up so right now another downfall of clubhouse is that really like since it is so simplistic and limited and what you're able to do, there's no way you can actually like set up a call to action. Like where Facebook, when you put a post, you can say, Hey, shop now, that kind of thing. So I do think like when people, when they introduce that, I think that's going to be interesting to see what happens. Does it become just a lot of ads and a lot of clutter, just like the other platforms, or does it actually enable people to actually share what they're working on uh, and that kind of thing. The other thing is that I'm interested to see you know, any platform that you create nowadays, 
is dependent on the creators that you have on that platform creating content for you. Does that make sense? I will take that as a no. Yes. Uh, so, okay. <laughs> All right. So I'll just explain a little bit anyway, but what, what I mean by that is this. So TikTok is reliant on Charlie D'Amelio and these other people uh, because they bring people to the platform in the same way Instagram is reliant on these influencers, but now not so much because there's so many of them. You know what I mean? Like in the beginning stages, it's really important for brands, uh, not brands, these platforms like TikTok has paid these influencers a lot of money, right? They've, they have a whole influencer program where they're actually paying these people. Uh, and so if you want to bring people onto platforms, how you do that is through influencers creating content. And so Clubhouse is going to have to figure out who do we pay and how much do we pay for them to have programming on our platform. And so if you're in this space, if you're in this podcasting space or you want to be on Clubhouse, you want to be a Clubhouse influencer, let's say, it's really important for you to start creating a lot of rooms, a lot of clubs, so that when they, when it comes time to, hey, Clubhouse needs to bring more people onto the platform, they need to keep expanding. They're like, oh, Rafi Hosseini has this room every single day that he's hosting and he's sharing best practices and he gets you know, a thousand people that listen to him. He is someone we want on a platform contributing uh, all the time. Because if you don't value your creators, what they'll do is go somewhere else. I think that's, if you look at the example of YouTube, I think that's really one of the, the really good examples is that like, say what you want about YouTube, they have consistently been paying their creators, right? Now, of course, a lot of creators make the argument like we need more money and all that stuff. But at the same time, it's like anyone that puts in the amount of work and can get the viewership gets paid on YouTube through AdSense, right? Like as soon as us advice starts hitting, gets past a thousand down, uh, a thousand subscribers and 4,000 hours watch time, he can turn on monetization and he will start getting paid for ads that play on his channel, right? And so that is one of the biggest reasons why people continue to create on YouTube every day is that at some point, maybe I can monetize this. That and YouTube is a place where literally it's like a, a, the biggest database in the world of videos. So if you want to put video somewhere, it should be YouTube, right? So I think it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I know this isn't really a podcasting episode per se, uh, but I guess the key takeaways I'll give for the listeners is that if you are creating a platform, you, what you want to think about is a couple of things, right? Like number one, make sure you're simplifying things as much as possible so that the user is not confused. The more you confuse a user when they're using your platform, the more likely it is that they're going to leave, right? Especially if you're trying to steal someone from the platforms they're already used to, right? Now, the reason why Twitter and Instagram and Facebook can get away with it is because they've already invested so much, like all the users are already on there, right? Like now it's hard to get off. Right now, if you want to get off, you have to create something so simple that it's it's like nothing, right? Now, second thing would be uh, if you are creating a platform, you have to really think about the content that you're creating. Like nowadays, content is a must for whatever business you're in. I don't I don't care if you're an accountant. I don't care if you're a real estate agent. I don't care if you're a marketer. I don't care if you are like whatever you are. If you really want to scale your business. Content has to be a part of the strategy. 
I would say in 90% of the scenarios. Of course, I think maybe like in some scenarios you don't really need content, but like I'm saying 90% of the time, like it will only help. And so uh, not just for your platform, but even for your business. So for your platform in particular, you have to think about how do I get quality content on my platform that will bring audience onto my platform that will bring attention to me. So that's uh, just some things to think about. Uh, and I apologize again. I know this hasn't been a, uh, number one, it's been me talking all the time. So sorry about that. And number two, I know it hasn't been an episode that's particular, particularly about podcasting necessarily, but I hope there was a, a thing or two that you learned. Thank you all for listening. We will see you next time. Thank you.